welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so others can find the show too. My guest today is Chris Benedict. Chris is a regional extension specialist for WSU Extension, and he is located in Whatcom County. Chris is leading the WSU portion of the Soil Health Initiative. Hello, Chris. Good morning, Drew. So, uh, Soil Health Initiative, it's uh, getting a lot of attention these days. What, what activities have occurred since WSU became involved in the Soil Health Initiative? Yeah, a little context. So 2019, um, the state legislature funded a proviso for WSU, and that had sort of three major uh, categories to focus on in that two-year period. First was to get the initiative going at WSU. The second was to develop a roadmap, and this roadmap was to outline where we are, where we want to be, and how do we get there, just like a traditional roadmap is. The third, and this is, was a specific call out by a, by a legislature in Western Washington, was to initiate a long-term soil health site at WSU Mount Vernon. Um, the, first, the, uh, the first one obviously is underway. It has been since day one. The roadmap um, has uh, taken about two years, but we finally gotten to the point where, where it's pretty much fine. It is finalized. Um, and the, uh, at, uh, uh, the long-term site at Mount Vernon started – in the fall of 2019, but really just had its first cropping year uh, systems this year. Okay. So um, you described this soil health roadmap. Can you tell yeah. us a little more about that and how, the, how you're going to use that to move this initiative along? Yeah. So this was a very lengthy process. We wanted to be as inclusive as possible. Um, and what we did is we basically broke the state up into sort of eight focus areas. Um, and relative to the, the wheat industry, we refer to it as the dryland agricultural area. And we um, identified a, a lead. Um, that person was a WSU person most of the time. And that person sort of went through and looked at, okay, what resources related to soil health has been recently documented? And for dryland agriculture, that actually was a lot of significant um, documentation over the past five to 10 to 15 years. And so the person that led that, the dryland ag, is, was Rich Koenig. And he, he pulled together an existing, uh, basically all the resources, and sort of brought it into a single document. Outside of the dryland ag area, um, those other seven or so areas, um, we may have to, we might have actually had to go out and search for that information. So what kind of inf information are we specifically looking for? Um, sort of the current status, what is the, the issues that, that industries face, um, goals, pro problem, uh, uh, and milestones. Um, and goals are different than milestones as milestones are sort of the things you set. Goals are sort of bigger picture long term. Um, and, uh, 
Beyond that, we we outlined um, a bunch of very specific things like five to 10 year my, goals, milestones, 10 to 15 and so on. Um, and then we asked people to sort of aggregate where, where we should apply resources um, and uh, more, more specifically where specific investments are needed. Um, and so we did this for each and every area. Those other areas, we did things like electronic surveys. Um, we did focus groups. We 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 um, <laughs> much of this occurred during COVID nineteen, so we had sort of an issue with getting people together, and it actually turned out to be a benefit because we were able to get people from scattered geographical areas into you know onto Zoom and basically share that information. Um, and sort of an interactive feature. Um, once that information was sort of that raw information was was obtained, it was then distilled down by these focus area leaders. Um, that information then, uh, once it was sort of in a distilled format, a few editors sort of uh, sort of put it together with the rest of the roadmap. And the roadmap includes other um, um, sort of categories or sections other than just these focus area specific. It looks at sort of what is what is soil health, the big picture, um, where what are other states doing related to initiatives. Um, we're not alone in this, but I will point out we are pretty far ahead in a very quick and short time period than other states. Um, California has been a, a, a going at this the longest, of course. Um, but that that's sort of the roadmap. Um, it can be found at soilhealth.wsu.edu, and you just simply click on Soil Health Initiative, and then there's a roadmap button. Um, and for those that are interested in, in reading through it, it's I think it's 110 pages. Um, we are going to take a, a sort of a version of that, really boil it down and make it web uh, web based. Um, and I want to point out something that this process doesn't just end here. We are actually, this is a living document that will continue, you know, and be reviewed and updated, you know, over the next, um, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, with the goal there is that, that things change. We, we reach goals, we reach milestones, we set new goals, set new objectives. And so we have to, you know, re-juggernaut that to kind of make, make it work. Um, so um, my uh, one point in bringing that up is, is that, um, that to keep an eye on that, that website, because we will be updating it with various versions. Okay. Uh, you know, when I came to the state in 2012, I was just uh, awestruck by how diverse it is, not, not just in cropping systems, but in soils and topography. And so it must be quite a task to figure out what all these uh, important uh, soil health characteristics are for the different regions of the state. Um, how do you that, do that? How do you do that? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, when I, part of the process was, is that I provided sort of a template to the focus leader, focus area leaders. And, um, but that template sort of had a bunch of check boxes to sort of go through, but every one of those focus areas are different as you just pointed out. And, um, so we sort of naturally let them go with it where they saw the biggest priorities. So that's the document itself. Um, how do we extract key themes? Because resources and time are always limited, right? And so how do we prioritize things that are in the short term? And um, the good thing is, is that there were some key themes. A lot of it had to do with soil health um, metrics, assessments, how you assess it. Um, the fact that pretty much everyone um, wants a quick, rapid, easily deployable tool or set of tools to, to determine that. Um, 
But I will point out um, that there were cropping or production system specific um, issues. Um, there are some alignment on things like perennial crops, the tree fruit industry, the grape industry, a lot of overlap there. Um, but you also see overlap in situation where in the irrigated Columbia basin, soilborne diseases are a big deal. They are also in the tree fruit industry. So we, we see, uh, even sort of, um, opposing cropping styles or systems. Um, there is some overlap in issues, but, um, it, I think the document, it does a good job of outlining all of the problems and it does a good job at defining or isolating those that are somewhat complementary across production systems. And I think at a policy level, you know, at the higher level, we can run with those. But I think when we um, start to talk about long-term research, that um, those issues really do have to stay at that lower altitude or resolution because they are so granular um, and field to field in some cases. So. Okay. You, you mentioned uh, the long-term agroecosystem research extension sites. Uh, can you describe these a little bit more for us? Yeah, I'll probably call them LTERs just because it's a long, long set of words. Um, so this is not something unique to uh, WSU. These, there, there's a bunch of these. They're actually referred to as LTARs, um, part of the USDA system um, across the, the across the country. Um, and um, there's one in here in Pullman. Um, and uh, um, the the vision around the soil health initiative from the WSU side, and I, I should point out there are other two other agencies involved, um, but um, the LTER specific uh, the the view from WSU is is that we are the information generation central, and so um, these LTERs are sort of regionally representative, relevant um, production. Uh, they represent those production systems and they test and evaluate and determine how various treatments um, influence soil health. Um, of course, we, we are still learning a lot about soil health. So in of just having those in of themselves is important, but adding those treatments on top of it. So we're going through a process right now, an internal process within WSU um, to sort of competitively search for additional sites. It's looking like there's probably going to be somewhere in the area between five and seven additional sites that's on top of uh, Mount Vernon. Um, and um, that one specifically represents the Northwest an uh, Annual um, Crop, Northwest Washington Annual Cropping Systems that's dominated by fresh market potatoes. Um, I, what I gather, there's going to be more for the dryland um, um, area, and um, which is great um, because it's it's so geographic specific, uh, particularly when it comes to soil health. But um, the process for developing those is is we are really asking that the folks, the the, the scientists, that they have to really root their decisions in treatment design, decisions in everything, in feedback from an advisory uh, team or committee. And so um, if someone listening to that is very passionate about soil health, they, they could play a role in that. Um, I would also point out that um, those advisory committees are not one-offs. They, they are part and parcel. And having been directly involved with the Mount Vernon Altair, um, it, they, they, they drive the decisions. And interestingly enough, 
when we were starting to get into for that Altera the uh, specific treatments, it was the it was the producers that that pushed the scientists and said, no, 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 you got to go further than that. We got to really push the envelope on this because one, we may not have a whole lot of time, but two, um, we just need to answer that question. So, okay, so. Um Roadmap, long-term uh, agro or LTERs, <laughs> I'll go with that as well, uh, all part of that system. As people want to uh, learn about what's going on, learn, see the roadmap perhaps, uh, you mentioned where they could go for that. Where is that the same site they would go to if they want to keep up over time with what's going on at these sites? Yeah, there's a couple couple opportunities there. One is the soilhealth.wcu.edu is the core hub of everything that's going to happen there. There is a... a um, an electronic newsletter that we sent out that kind of gives updates on things. Um, it, it happens quarterly. Um, that may become more uh, frequent as things become more, as more becomes, comes online. Um, and that's a one way single topic e-newsletter. We don't send out any other information on it. It's for that, that just that purpose. Um, the, you'll, everyone will be hearing more about this. We're going to, going to be doing a lot more press, um, I, you know, and it might have been mentioned or last week, um, but uh, the full funding just came online in July. And so we're sort of in uh, expansion mode to try to make things work. Um, so there'll be, you know, obviously social media outreach and stuff like that over time. But that soilhealth.wcu.edu is the, the hub. So Okay. Well, the Soil Health Initiative is really a very exciting topic and really, I think, uh, is coming at a time when there's a lot of interest amongst growers here in eastern Washington, it sounds like across the state, in this particular topic. So thanks for telling us a little bit more about this initiative. You bet, Drew. Good talking. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear in future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications and the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.